Views and opinions expressed on this program are those solely of its speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of WMUA, its management board, or the board of trustees of the University of Massachusetts. It's McCormick for the win! It's good! Deep three for the win! She banks it in! That was incredible! The three, it's good! And the foul! Welcome to UMass Women's Basketball on WMUA Sports and UMassAthletics.com. And now, from the John Kennedy Champion Center in Amherst, Massachusetts, this is the UMass Women's Basketball Coaches Show with UMass Head Coach Tori Verdi. Welcome everybody in to the UMass Women's Basketball Show here on WMUA 91.1. We're alongside Coach Verdi. We're great to have you this morning uh, after an exciting win against uh, Richmond there. Uh, Coach, just walk us through, I guess, that game a little bit. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, exciting game for us. And and I thought that our players, you know, really stuck to the game plan, you know, and and did a great job. You know, we want to, you know, um, shut them down. Um, You know, defensively, we did a great job on their post player, you know, who, you know, just had her way with us the first time that we played them. And, you know, our our double, um, you know, our our double teams were were fantastic. And, you know, the way we just uh, X'd out on the weak side and, you know, covered the weak side when passes were made out, you know, just extremely proud of our effort and our want to, um, you know, for 40 minutes. Yeah, we spoke to uh, Coach Leffler last week when you were out recruiting. Uh, He had a lot of great points. He kind of talked about, you know, his responsibility with the defense the defense held Richmond to 38 points. Uh, how satisfied were you of the defensive schemes? Yeah, you know, very satisfied, you know. And, um, you know, uh, again, um, you know, I thought our players did a great job of, uh, you know, midline and help side. And uh, we did a great job of flying around and creating some havoc and, you know, getting deflections and steals and, you know, getting some offense uh, uh, fr- from that as well. But, uh, you know, just, you know, working together, um, you know, and having each other's backs and, you know, hitting all rotations, and, and, and they did a great job in that regards. Yeah. Feels like in uh, some of the last few games, Coach, you guys have had a little hard time getting off to a hot start, but this game, things kind of turned around a little bit. Good first half, so what was kind of the key in that? Yeah, you know, well, that was the key, uh, <laughs> you know, to get off to a good start for whatever reason, you know, and, you know, we just struggled, you know, struggled to score, uh, you know, and, and and it's not that uh, we're not getting good looks. We, we, you know, we get a ton of good looks, and, you uh, you know, you look at Fordham, you know, and, and, and Fordham goes on a 12-0 run. And, but, we, you know, we, we had layups that we missed and, and we had open, you know, jumpers that we missed. And, you know, they knocked down, you know, their, their first five or six, you know, shots of the game and, you know, whatever it was. And, 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 and so, uh, but what I really liked about our team at Fordham was, you know, even though we got off to a slow start, um, you know, we didn't panic, you know, and I felt that, you know, against GW, we panicked and, and, and we just kept our, you know, kept our composure and, and, and you know, and, and we communicated to them like, hey, we'll be okay, we'll be okay, you know, let, let's just one possession at a time, let's get a stop and, you know, the ball will go in and eventually, you know, we made some substitutions and, you know, Destiny Philoxy came in and did a great job of, you know, attacking the rim and, 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 and you know, finding the net and, and so then it changed the whole complexion of the ball game, you know, but uh, the other night, you know, uh, again, you know, um, you know, we were able to get out some runouts and and we knocked down some early shots and and and, and that just gives you a little bit of confidence right from the from, from the get go. And um, you know, our our players, you know, they, they're ready. And uh, you know, and 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 I just thought that our overall focus and our want to was great. And that's where it needs to be. And, th- and that's something that we have fought. 
you know, to be consistent, you know, and, and, and we talk about like if 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 we're going to win and, you know, and, and we're going to do something, you know, special, we got to find that consistency. And and it's just been a, a roller coaster ride because, you know, we haven't had that consistency. But when, you know, they're on, they're focused and, you know, they're paying attention to, to the details, you know, um, you know, we did a great job the other night. and It was fun. I think to go along with that, uh, that hot start, a lot that had to do with it was the transition offense. Yep. What was it like to see like some of your raw talent on this team just go out and just score a basket? Yeah, absolutely. You know, change of possession. We got the ball. We tacked the middle of the floor, and, and, and we, you know, attacked the rim, collapsed the defense, made the extra pass, and that's what it should look like. That's what it should feel like, you know, and uh, I think, in you know, in past games, for whatever reason, you know, a couple of them were running, you know, down the middle of the floor. That's the last thing that we want to do is, you know, because now you become a defender, and you get in the way, and then, you know, the guy who's guarding you you know is you know collagulating you know in the middle of the floor and we we want to make sure we want to get out to the sidelines we, we want to get to the corners and we want to you know get the defense to flatten out so that we can attack the rim and and, and so forth so but i thought our players did a great job of changing possession getting out you know sprinting putting that pressure on the defense open up the driving lanes um and then attacking the rim yeah, it certainly seemed like you guys were just controlling the layup game for a while there. And then also you mentioned Destiny uh, coming off the bench. Not only Destiny, but Jess Nelson yep. doing a great job coming off the bench. Uh, what's it like to have depth, you know, and have them being able to come off the bench like that? Yeah, I mean, those guys, you know, provided us with 21, you know, points off the bench. And, um, you know, that that's an area that we need, you know, um, some production from. And, and so it's nice. It's nice to look down the bench and, you know, have a young player like Destiny Floxley, you know, in your program who's growing each and every single day. And, you know, not only as a player, but her confidence, you, you can see it's kind of oozing out a little bit and, and, and doing some things that, to be quite honest with you, that, that you don't coach, you know, and, and she just has that it factor, you know. I mean, the ball's in her hands and she just, you know, has the ability just to go make it happen. I mean, there's so many things that, from a coach's perspective, that you could run and you can have your team execute. But at the end of the day, you know, when you're playing against a good defense, you know, they figure it out and, and, and they're in front of you. And, and then it's like, okay, the ball's in Destiny's hands and she still makes something happen. And, and so that's great to see and, and that's great, you know, to know that, you know, we have that for another three years, which is really exciting, you know, especially with everything else that we're bringing in, you know, as far as our recruiting classes, you know, go. You know, come come coming up, and so it's exciting to know you know what we have still left in the program. It's exciting to see you know the the recruiting class that we're bringing in, um, and then hopefully you know with that combination you know especially with Sam Breen who is our transfer from you know Penn State, and I know I'm kind of like going all over the place right now, <laughs> but you you can tell you know I have a little bit of excitement about yeah. you know the future of our program and and where we're going. Just to kind of touch on Jess George in that game a little bit, she goes five of eight, shooting all five threes, making 15 points. What did you see kind of in her in the second half? She seemed like she was possessed, really automated, just making every three she looked Yeah, and, and, and again, you know, we need that from her. And you look at all of our conference wins, you know, we've had that point production from Jess. And then, you know, when we haven't, you know, we've struggled. You know, and, and so we need that in whatever it's nine to 15 points or more. I mean, she scored 22 at Davidson, but whatever that amount is, we need that. You know, it's significant for us. Um, but again, what it does is you start knocking down threes. You know, they're worried about that. 
then it opens up driving lanes for like Breehampton Bay, you know, and Bree was able to, you know, attack the rim and, 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 and you know, get nine points. And, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you got the defense scrambling because now you're knocking down perimeter shots. You're attacking the middle. We actually got post-ups, you know, so we, we were scoring, you know, at all three levels. Um, and that's what you want to see um, as a coach. But I thought we were really productive. Um, and I thought, the, you know, I thought Jess was, you know, fantastic, um, you know, and, and especially in the second half. And, and then that's where we kind of, you know, really got that separation uh, from from R- Richmond. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's always fun getting to interview you after a win. But on an even lighter note, Mackenzie and Lorraine able to get into the game at the end there, each getting a couple points. Uh, the bench seemed to be uh, getting really into it as well. You've said they're both hard workers in practice. How exciting was it to see them sort of get some time in the spotlight? Yeah, it was it was very exciting, you know. And, and I was pumped up on the sideline, and um, you know, as as we all should be, you know. And again, you know, it, it's an opportunity, you know, for those guys. Uh, you know, they put in, you know, the same amount of work and, you know, and, and what I love about them is that, you know, they're so coachable and, and, and there, there hasn't been one day that, you know, Kenzie, you know, just has been different. She comes in, she works hard, you know, she does her job. Um, everything's yes, yes, yes. And, you know, and, and, and then she leaves, you know, so for her to get those opportunities, I wish there were more of them throughout the season for her, but unfortunately, you know, they're, you know, we haven't had those, but yet it doesn't change who she is as a player and as a person and the contributions that she has made to our program. And, and, and that's why, you know, we, we changed and, and we offered her a scholarship because she comes in, she does all those things each and every single day, you know, and, and she does make us better and, and people don't see that. But for her to go out there, shoot a three, miss it, follow her own shot, and then go up and get fouled and get the free throw line, knock down both free throws. I was so excited for her. And, and then obviously Lorraine as well, you know, getting a post touch, turn around, left shoulder and scoring it. You know, I was just really, really excited for those guys. Yeah, we definitely had us going too. Um, kind of looking at the season as a whole, I'll just say you guys had a have had a really promising season. Some ups, some downs. One game below five thousand uh, five hundred right now in terms of overall record, uh, with the chance to close out the regular season at five hundred. Is that something in the back of your mind at all? You know, uh, again, at the end of the day, you know, we approach each and every single game, you know. Um, the same, you know, regardless if, you know, it, this brings us to 500 or not or whatever it is. And, and so I'm not really concerned about that. I'm not, you know, really concerned about, you know, X, X amount of, you know, wins, you know, for the season where the, where the, where this puts us at, you know, as far as the last 12 to 15 years. And, um, you know, what I do know is, is, is that, that, you know, we have more Division One wins this year than we've had, I believe, in the last 12, 12 years. I think that's that's a fair statement to make. You know, last year we finished with 14, uh, but two of the 14 were, were non-Division One schools. You know, this year we're at 14, you know, but we have some more games to play. And, and, and I like, you know, uh, again... Um, I'm not, we're not done by any means here, you know, finishing the regular season at Rhode Island. You know, hopefully we could get that next one, you know, and uh, if it happens, it happens. You know, if it doesn't, we go into, you know, postseason play in, in, in our conference and, and, and try to make some noise. But um, I, I like, you know, our team. I like where we are mentally. You know, our players are, you know, come in each and every single day. And, and, you know, they continue to work hard. And, and so, you know, that's been promising. You know, we haven't been that team, you know, where, 
you know, we've come to practice and, and like they're like they can't wait for the season to be over with. And, you know, they're still there. You know, I, I think, you know, they've said it, you know, their eyes are forward and, and they're looking, you know, to that next that next game. And they're and they're still, you know, holding on to the rope, if, if you will. And so that to me, you know, that's exactly what we wanted, you know, um, you know, from from, you know, our coaching staff perspective. We wanted our players, you know, in, in early March to hold on to that rope and still be excited to come to practice and, and still be excited to to see what we can do here down the stretch but uh, you know I, i'm happy you know with where we are you know everybody who knows me um you know i'm, I'm probably one of the most impatient person you know people out there you know i wish i wish this f- program was further along you know I, I wish that you know we were at you know 18 19 20 wins this this year and you know and and, and you know i'm not saying i done yet but you know as as far as the conclusion to the regular season ends, we're not there, you know, and, and hopefully we could be there next year, you know, but it's been a, it's been a roller coaster, you know, ride throughout the year. And, you know, something that we're preaching is, is to be consistent because when you're consistent with your lives and your daily routine, then you'll be consistent, you know, on the court. And I feel like that's where we are. I do know this. I, I do know that this program is in better shape than it was two years ago when I took over. That I could tell you. The culture, you know, the players in our program, um, uh, you know, the, our players go out and they rep- represent themselves the right way. You know, they go to class. You know, they work hard. You know, so, so, so you know, there's a lot more than, than just the wins, you know, and, and I think people understand that. But where we are, where we're headed, I'm really excited about uh, about that, as you can tell. Yeah. Uh, maybe one last question sure. here. So as this, this whole season, and I feel like the A-10 conference, like we've talked about, has been pretty unpredictable. URI is the last game of the regular season, then it becomes the playoffs. What's kind of the message to the team where in the postseason anything can really happen? Well, I mean, you know, that's the message, that anything can happen. You know, when you work hard um, and, and you're going to put yourself, you know, in a position to be successful. And, and we truly believe that. Hey, look, you know, we've beaten the top teams in eight ten. You know, we, we've beaten Duquesne. We've beaten St. Louis. You know, um, we were right there with Fordham. Like, so... Like and we were right there with VCU. You know, I mean, you're talking about you know one possession game down the stretch. Like we were right there. You know, we beaten Davidson, um, and, and so we're right there. You know, and anything can happen. And, and so what excites me again, like I've said, like our players come in each and every single day. They prepare. I think our my, my coaching staff does an unbelievable job. You know, preparing our our, our players. You know, for these games, and uh, you know, we're we're still going out there, and and we're going to continue to fight um, and, and see where this takes us. Yeah, we saw fifth seed George Washington win it all last year in the yep. championship, so certainly anything is possible. Uh, Coach Verdi, we want to thank you again for joining us this morning. It's been a pleasure. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. We're going to take a quick break here on WMUA 91.1 FM, but don't go anywhere. Uh, we'll be right back. This is UMass Athletic. He has an overbite that makes him look like a cartoon character, a slightly crooked eye, and an uncommonly wrinkly neck. In the right light, he can look a little like a garden gnome. And he'll wear a bow tie just because. Sure, you might call him a little quirky. But that's exactly what makes him so perfect. Tuna is a three-year-old Chihuahua Dachshund mix with more than 700,000 followers on Instagram. And it all started because he was adopted. You can't buy a best friend like Tuna, but you can adopt one. Help us save them all at bestfriends.org. 
With so many people taking pain medications on a daily basis, doctors of chiropractic are reminding everyone suffering from pain from joints, muscles, ligaments, and tendons, as well as chronic pain that there is a proven, non-surgical, drug-free, natural approach to pain management. Chiropractic Care. Chiropractic provides pain relief without side effects and without over-the-counter medications. Visit your chiropractor and find one near you at masschiro.org. Hello, it's me, the designer jeans in the back of your closet. What happened to us? I used to summer in the Hamptons and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Okay, maybe I never really fit you right, but I got a lot more Sunday fun days left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to Goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Welcome back to UMass Women's Basketball. Welcome, everyone, back into the John Francis Kennedy Champion Center this Friday morning. We just got a great interview from Coach Tori Verdi. You can tell he was he's very emotionally invested in this team. He cares a lot about this team and uh, right now doing his best to turn around a program that uh, wasn't doing necessarily so well before his uh, time here. Uh, sort of transitioning a little bit into last game, recapping UMass and Richmond. They won 64-38 to on Wednesday from Mullins. Uh, I think the first thing that I noticed, or the first thing that jumps out to me, has to be Jessica George's five uh, three-pointers on her birthday. I don't know what you guys thought. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on the broadcast, we talked about it. I talked about it. It just seemed like she was almost automated. A lot of those shots not hitting the rim at all nothing but net and as we've seen too in that right corner it seems like she's really found her home there is when she gets open looks in that right corner you can pretty much expect it to go down and some of those threes she's provided in other games this season along with this one have been huge boosts for the team where in this game it really helped them to pull away and gain a little bit of a lead so yeah and i think ryan you mentioned um i didn't even kind of realize this because she's definitely sort of a a quiet under the radar sort of uh, works hard but not necessarily doesn't necessarily get a whole lot of attention is Jessica Nelson she shot uh, five for ten from the field 50 percent um, you know as well as collecting seven rebounds and uh, she only she had 10 points on the day so yeah I mean Jess Nelson definitely you know a freshman uh, you know down from Georgia and you know between her and the combination of Anil Soistel down low that's a huge presence for UMass yeah. and you know certainly Nelson I think we've you know seen some bursts of really good basketball and no doubt about it Wednesday was was one of those occasions you know came off the bench 10 points as you said seven rebounds both career highs uh, you know certainly very promising for what we could see from Jessica and, and hopefully we can see you know that to uh, continue not only uh, this coming Saturday down at Rhode Island, but also into the A-10 tournament for the Minute Women. Yeah, I also think it was great the, the way that Anil kind of came out in that game a little slow. It didn't necessarily seem like things were going her way, and Jess was there right behind her to back her up, came right into the game and had a great game. So, yeah, that's definitely a great little ping and pong, ying and yang they've had all season. So. Right, and like you said, uh, Anil started the game, and then, you know, she ended up having 15 points, and then you look at, you know, where Jess finished at 23. So she certainly came in, took uh, sort of the brunt of the workload, and was able to, you know, just come in and step up. And then sort of like that next man up mentality that, you know, we, we talk all the time about the guards on this team. It's always next next person up because, you know, they have plenty and pl- plenty and plenty of depth. But when you only really have two bigs on this team, it's, 
even more important that you know the the person right behind the starter the first one off the bench is able to just come in and sort of be that next person up and then um Sort of on a lighter note, I think we asked uh, Coach Verdi about this too. We saw the two Western Mass natives, uh, Lorraine Joinson and Mackenzie Sullivan, get into the game. They each scored a couple of points each. I think uh, Sullivan had some free throws there. She got fouled, and the bench was going crazy for that. So it was nice to see them sort of step into the spotlight for a little bit. Yeah, there may, there may have been uh, no official confirmation on this, but there may or may <laughs> not have been some cheering on press row uh, <laughs> toward the very end there. Right. There's usually usually no cheering in the press box, but I mean, you kind of have to. And uh, you know, you see the two walk-ons from Western Mass, the Western Mass natives, walk onto this team, and you know, the coach Verdi's just spoke about how much how hard they've worked, and it's especially cool to see them uh, sort of get their time to shine in game moments. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you usually see the bench getting real excited whenever anything's happening on the court. Yeah. They got especially excited when they saw this going on. McKenzie gets a wide open three. I'm not sure if it's wide open. Gets a three look, doesn't knock it down, follows her shot, gets a rebound, goes up and gets fouled and goes to the line. So it was definitely an energetic moment in the Mullen Center. Everybody on the bench was happy to see their teammates get some chances at getting some buckets. So In front of family members, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. In, in, front of family in members. Uh, the case of Lowe and uh, McKenzie. The last point scored in the Mullen Center at home this year. So I believe it was uh, Fan Appreciation Night um, this last past Wednesday for the last uh, home regular season game. Uh, and then I know, Cam, you and I usually talk about this all the time on the broadcast, too, is, you know, the... The minute women seem to set up in sets a lot. You know, they slow the game down, and then sometimes you know they're not able to convert on convert points on these uh, specific plays. But then we saw you know they were getting hands in passing lanes all of a sudden, and they before you knew it they were getting fast breaks and quick transitions, and they just started to push the pace of the game a little bit, and they just used their sheer athleticism to sort of get layups and put points on the board. Yeah, we talk about this backcourt all the time and how how unbelievable their their ability is to score and it's we saw in this game their ability to get out in the fast break and score destiny at times where she doesn't even have necessarily the lead on the pack when it comes to coming down the break but then she breaks ahead of everybody else she right. shows her sheer speed and her ability to alter shots while she's in the air at the rim i mean she double clutches a few times and then that opens up the driving kick and we just talk about all these different players who have the ability to push the court Haley lidell as well who necessarily isn't necessarily the fastest player on the team but her vision and just her ability to do everything on the court but beyond scoring. So some of these players, yeah, and Bree Hampton Bay as well, getting in passing lanes, making steals to open up the fast break for the whole team. It was great to see, Mm -hmm. like you said, not necessarily getting into sets, but just showing raw talent and just coach doesn't really have to coach much, just let them go out there and play. So, And then sort of like transitioning on a broader sort of now that the season is – you know, almost complete. There's one more game left. Uh, we sort of have a pretty pretty much full look at the regular season. Um, you know, Ryan, you've you've been watching this team for quite some time now. Uh, I guess if you could say that if if you could pick one player that's improved the most from whether it be last season or this season or you know from their freshman year to now, I guess who would you pick? I think you know, and I think there's been improvement all across the board. But if you had to single out one particular individual, I think right. it'd be hands down Jessica George. Yes, you know, someone who yes. you know we've talked about over the course of the season. We've spoken with Coach Verdi about about Jessica, and you know, and we've also spoken with Jess herself. You know about uh, you know about her improvement not only this year but over the past four years. You know, Jess, you know, someone from Waldorf, Maryland, that came in as a freshman. Uh, back in 2015 and you know didn't really see a, a whole lot of playing time was you know down maybe toward the end of the bench I think it was 13 games she played in you know came in for a cup of coffee in those contests and <laughs> know. you know really has just turned it on and it, I think it really speaks to you know her dedication her her willingness to get better 
as a player and you know at, at, and with her basketball abilities and it's really showing you know this past Wednesday is a prime example of that you know I think the Marist game uh, just before New Year's yeah. was uh, you know the, the Minute Women who were a bit short staffed that day Jessica had 22 points and I I think she had seven or eight rebounds if I'm not mistaken but, Marist is a good program um, too historically absolutely what Brian Georges has done out there is nothing short of remarkable but Jessica was named A10 co-player of the week that week and uh you know, again, you, you look at, you know, we, we talk about on social media the whole idea of a transformation Tuesday with two photos. So you look side by side of yeah. Jessica George, 2015 as a freshman versus 2019 as a Very senior co-captain into day. the starting five. Uh, that's that's quite a story. But, you know, and again, like, like I said, I, you know, there, I think there's been improvement by every single member of this team as you look through the season. But again, if you had to single out one particular individual, I think it'd be just George. Yeah, and you know, every time, every single time we bring up Jessica George's development to Coach Verdi, you know, he'll, he'll tell us that story about, you know, he had that sit down with her when he took over the program and, you know, he, he, he had some legitimate doubts about, you know, whether she was at the level, was competently at the level of Division One basketball and, you know, Jess wanted to stick with it. She wanted to ride it out and that's exactly what she did. She just grinded away and, uh, you know, worked her way into more, not, not only more minutes, but the starting lineup. And to be captain where she is today is uh, pretty remarkable, considering what Ryan said, where she where she came from, just sort of coming off the bench. Um, yeah, tip of the hat to Jess. Absolutely. absolutely. One of the most exciting players uh, we've had the pleasure of watching. Sort of transitioning into uh, the next game, last regular season game against URI. Minute Women will travel down to Kingston, Rhode Island. I believe it's the Ryan Center there. Um, you know, this is a team we saw one other time. They traveled to the Mullins Center on February 10th, where the UMass Minute Women were able to beat them 56 to 34. So, uh, you know, I think they have the potential to maybe get another win here. Yeah, I think they absolutely do. But I think for URI, you have to look at the fact that they might have something they want to prove in this game. They went, they came to the Mullins Center, like you said. They shot 0 of 19 from behind the arc. I remember that right. game. It was Insane. tough to watch at times for them. Um, I think they have to they have to think they have more to show and more to prove. So in this game, they're definitely going to come out strong. Um, for the men and women, also in that game, the previous matchup, it was more of a scoring by committee. It was a, a group effort in that game. So definitely you got to hope that they can have something like that go for them again. But yeah, for uh, URI, I think they're going to have to come out hot in this game and try to prove that the first game was maybe a fluke. As you know, they have a lot of that height. Uh, they're, they're pretty yeah. long, too. Like one of those teams, like, kind of like the VCUs of the league. And they also have a lot of those European players that we talked about mm-hmm. in that game. So definitely expect them to come out and try to show that the first game was something of a fluke, I would say. And not to mention, Rhode Island's got something to play for. They are neck and neck uh, for that 13 seed with LaSalle. Rhode Island sitting at 3-12 and in the conference and LaSalle at 2-13. and So uh, you know, if UMass is to, is to come away with a win Saturday, and if LaSalle can knock off George Mason at LaSalle, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, those teams would be in a 3-13 and 13 tiebreaker, and I believe LaSalle would have the head-to-head with Rhode Island. Uh, they do. Uh, LaSalle took the head-to-head 77-71 earlier this season. So, you know, we, we can talk about how it's the last game of the regular season and an opportunity for the Minute Women to, you know, as Coach talked about, pick up their 15th win. Uh, you know, all Division One wins this year, but, you know, it's it's going to be a challenge for sure. Rhode Island's got something to play for as uh, as they close out the regular season and as, as they get ready for the A-10 tournament as well. So sort of winding down on the show here, uh, bringing in Ryan as our sort of uh, UMass wins basketball and A-10 insider here. We just touched upon a little bit about the uh, standings and the potential seedings of the A-10 tournament. Uh, we know that 
UMass sort of right in the middle of the pack, but I guess if you were to, is there any way to sort of tell where who UMass could play and where they might be traveling to? It's very tough to tell. It is very, very difficult to tell yeah, who I leave who this UMass. one to Ryan because yeah. these tiebreakers really have me confused. <laughs> and I, even after the time I spent the other night, we were talking about it the other night. Right. I, you know, uh, after uh, UMass beat Richmond on Wednesday night, I, I took some time and, and looked back at some possible scenarios. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we know you did. At home. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it, I was able to figure out a couple things as to where UMass could finish, but looking at, at the topper or upper part of the league to see who UMass could possibly play. There are a lot of possibilities, mm-hmm. fellas, as to what could happen on this uh, this coming Saturday in terms of head-to-head matchups and tiebreakers, and there's, uh, there's a lot of moving parts, so we'll, we'll Absolutely. To, for, for that part of it, we'll have to wait and see uh, what the A-10 announces Saturday night, but for all intents and purposes, it's it's looking like it's, it's most likely that UMass will finish 10th. Uh, you know, obviously that can change based on a, a win or a loss on Saturday against Rhode Island, mm-hmm. but they could finish anywhere by our count, anywhere from 10th to 12th, but most likely in that 10 spot where right. they currently sit right now. But looking at the top of the standings, Fordham and VCU, 12 and 3, they're, they're tied for first, but that said, they have clinched uh, a first round bye out of the first round this coming Tuesday, so they'll head right to Duquesne, right to Pittsburgh uh, for next week. Davidson and Duquesne and a tie there at 10 5 for a third. Dayton, St. Louis, middle of the pack there in a, in a tie at 9-6. George Mason, St. Joe's, GW all uh, kind of jammed up there as we get to the middle. And then UMass, 6-9. and nine. Yep. It's certainly going to be exciting to watch uh, UMass, Rhode Island, like we said, coming up this Saturday. Six other games will be on Saturday. After that, the A-10 women's regular season will come to a close, and then we will know for sure uh, the seedings in the tournament where the women will travel as we know uh, they will be traveling for the first round of the playoffs so i guess that's all the time we have uh here today on the umass women's basketball show um ryan beaton alongside cam Seibert. as always it's a pleasure to have ryan gallant on and uh we want to thank you guys for tuning in this season um on wmua 91.1 and keep continue listening every friday morning and take care for our regularly scheduled programming (laughs) this is umass athletics 